Amen. 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 Well, for once we're starting to have something like church. Amen. Praise God. You might find this hard to believe. Can you just read for us what that scripture is in my notes there? Where my pen is. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 10 to 16. 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, <laughs> 10 to 16. Exactly. Exactly. So you see, God has just confirmed what I'm supposed to say. So listen, when I say it, where is it going to be coming from? From him, you understand? So this is God speaking to us. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful? God, if you summarize everything, put it together, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're all valuable to him. We're all valuable to him. He's got such great things for us, and the key is his word. I've got to hear his word. So I'm going to share this word now that that's all happened. And let's go to, first we'll go to John 6. All right, I'm going to read two scriptures. John 6, 59 to wherever. Okay. Right. It's John chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 59. When Yeshua knew in himself that his disciples complained, <laughs> nothing's changed, about this, he said to them, Does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. Right? It is the Spirit who gives life, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. The spirit gives life, the flesh profits nothing. All right, let's just go to the scripture that Karina pinched. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man, except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words, which man's wisdom teaches us, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, Yet he himself is rightly judged by no one, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this precious time with you. Thank you that you are speaking to us, your children. May you continue to speak, Lord, as we share your precious word. Thank you for confirming your word. And thank you, Lord, for being here in this place because you love us. Give us ears to hear, we pray, in the wonderful name of Yeshua. Amen. The title of this message is Comparing Spiritual with Spiritual. Comparing Spiritual with Spiritual. Now, 
What I have to say is this, that the Bible is not just a normal book. I'm sure every one of us here understands that. It's not just intellectual information. It is intellectual information, but it's far more than that. It's spirit. The word of God is spirit. The Lord said, my words are spirit and they are life. What does that actually mean? Well, to try and explain it as simply as possible, when it expresses the idea that my words are spirit, it means they are far more than just rational information. Amen? The Word of God is far more than just rational information. And you see, the big danger is when we try to approach it just with the mind, just with a rational intellect, we miss it. We can miss it. So many people have missed it because they approach it with a rational intellect. Now, does that mean that we must just forget about the mind and become completely brain dead when we approach the Bible? Not at all. Amen? Please, we've got to get this right. We can go the other way. We say, oh, it's spiritual. I got my degree at Calvary sort of thing and just float around. No, the mind is critically important. However, please note, the mind, in a sense, comes second. We must appreciate things with a spirit man first. And then the mind needs to come along and understand and be informed. If we put the mind first, it leads to trouble. And I'm going to explain why. Now you'll notice that it says we must compare spiritual with spiritual. All right? In other words, that which is spiritual must be discerned spiritually. In English, they speak about tone. When you're trying to teach a teenager's English, it's very difficult because you've got to explain this concept of tone. What does tone mean? There's more to words than just the actual words. You understand? And if you and I don't learn how to pick up the tone of the words that are spoken, we miss it. We can miss it so often. Can you see that? We've got to understand the spirit in which things are said. That's an explanation of it. I remember very good friends of ours, they kindly invited us to their home. Wonderful meal they prepared for us. And it was top of the range stuff and we were enjoying this meal. And then comes dessert. And dessert happened to be trifle. Out comes this trifle and it was bought from Woolworths. Now we're boycotting Woolworths at the moment because of their stand. You understand the Gay Rights Month, but it's only for a month. Now I must explain, some of their food can't wait longer than that. <laughs> what I'm saying is it was Woolworths trifle. Now Woolworths trifle is not the worst trifle on the face of the earth, is it? I mean, it's a really nice trifle. But anyway, while we're eating this, the host starts to explain how his mother used to make trifle. And he explains the fruit that she puts in, and he explains the fresh cream and the cake and everything that goes into trifle. He says, this is how my mother used to cook it. So he's busy elaborating on his mother's trifle. We're eating all this trifle. I put my spoon down. And I say, you go on like this and we're supposed to eat this rubbish. <laughs> now, you've got to understand something. I'm trying to explain tone. You get it? The spirit in which I said it. Was I saying it was rubbish? Oh, no, I wasn't. And he understood that. You see, so everybody laughed. It was a joke. G for joke. I wasn't saying, oh, I hate this trifle. I was saying, this is fantastic trifle, but I mean, you know, really, do you have to tell us about anything more? You understand. But what I'm getting at is the tone. The tone in which you say things 
means everything. People could have gone away from that meal and say, you know what, this pastor, he's so fussy. Boaz trough was not good enough for him. I mean, that would have been the wrong information. But you see, the word of God, we've got to understand how to receive it. That's what this message is about. We've got to learn how to receive God's word. If we don't, if we don't, we will lose out on so much. We will lose out on so much. And it's got everything to do with how we approach it. Now, God revealed this to me, this, that word compare. It's a fascinating word, actually. It's a fascinating word. It's not just putting two things together. It is that, but it's far more. And if you look at the root of that word, you go into the words that it's based on, the actual Greek is synchrono. It's a combination of two words. There's a preposition of together with, all right? Together, synchronize, you know what that means, putting things together. But the actual action of the word has this implication. It's stooping down, toppling over, and very much like the swell, that's the actual heart of it, the swell of a wave. The swell of a wave. Now, I don't know if you enjoy looking at the sea. I really love watching the sea. It fascinates me to see these waves come breaking in, breaking in all the time. All right? So you see, the heart of this is to understand something. When you and I approach the Word of God, we've got to let the Spirit of the Word crash upon our spirit. Can you see that? We've got to allow the Spirit of the Word to crash down like a wave onto our spirit. Okay, have you got that picture in your mind? Can you see those waves coming? They break onto the water. And what happens then? When they break, the energy of those waves goes down into the water and it energizes the water to create another wave. Can you see that? It creates energy to create another wave. That's the heart of Revelation. Did you know that? That's the heart of revelation. When you and I get a revelation from God, one revelation leads to another. Exactly what happened this morning. One person has a vision about Jack and the Beanstalk of all things. But you see, as we added onto that, what happened? Our spirit man received that vision and we added to that vision and it created that energy, which is the energy of God. That is the heart of the narrative of God, the voice of God, you see? But what is the key? We've got to allow that water to break onto water. Does everybody get that? It's got to break onto our spirit man. We've got to receive it with our spirit man. Can you see? If we don't receive it with our spirit man, we can sit here and say, oh, well, these people talk about nursery rhymes. <laughs> and they think this is church. Let me rather go to some place where they theologically sound, at least, dear God. You understand? If you approach it with your brain like that, you will fall short. We will miss the point. God speaking to us, however, wherever. Are you picking that up? We've got to let our spirit man receive the word. Receive the word with our spirit so that the energy in the spirit of the word can affect our spirit man and stir us up. And it creates an energy of its own. That's the key to going into the presence of God. As you and I gather together and allow, we compare spiritual with spiritual. Not just in our mind, compare, compare. We allow to break onto us and to change us. Amen? Let me contrast that with the waves as they roll into the shore. What do they eventually hit? Rocks. Amen? They hit rock. Boom. 
What happens to the energy when they hit rock? <laughs> Go. You will see that. That's what happens. And you see, when you and I approach the Bible just with our intellect, amen, it's like that water hits a rock and we lose it. We lose it. Can you see that? We like that person who tries to appreciate the word intellectually. And what does the Bible say about them? All right, here it is. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Do you see that? The brain can't receive it. Now we're not, remember please, we're not discounting the brain. The brain comes afterwards. But we must receive it first in our spirit, man. Amen? We must for it to have any impact. Alright? A man who looks at it from a natural point of view, it's foolishness to him. Foolishness. Fairy tale church. Foolishness. This is not an intellectual approach. We do use our minds. Please, other criticism I have of the church is that very often we don't use our minds. But the mind comes afterwards. Let me give you an example of the Lord. He's here in the synagogue, right? And he's about to heal this man, you see? The man's got a withered hand like this. Imagine walking around with a withered hand like this. Imagine trying to eat. Having a withered hand is not a good way to approach life, would you agree? How would you ride a bicycle? But you understand it's limiting, I only have one hand. Because you can't eat with a knife and a fork. You've got the steak there, but you can't cut it. Is that frustrating or is that frustrating? The steak's on the plate and you want to cut it and you can't. But anyway, obviously the Lord wants to heal the man on the Sabbath. Is that a good or a bad thing? What does God want for people? Does he want him to try and eat a steak with one arm like this? Go to the restaurant and they look at you funny. Does he want that? No. You understand? However, there are Pharisees and scribes sitting in the synagogue. What are they thinking? Aha! Is he going to heal the man on the Sabbath? The man's put up with this his whole life. Oh, he's going to heal him on the Sabbath. They had been unable to heal him his whole life, you understand? They couldn't do it on the Sabbath or not even on the Sabbath. They couldn't do it. Now somebody comes along who's going to do it. And what is their big question? Oh, is he going to do it on the Sabbath so that they can catch him? You understand? They can catch him. That's an exact example of this. And he says, why are you reasoning? Can you see that? They were missing out on the great spiritual blessing that was coming their way of God healing people. Why? Trying to think it out. Trying to think it out. You understand? Limiting, Limiting God with their minds, with their brains. And you think the scribes and the Pharisees were bad? No. Look at the disciples. They have a whole multitude there that are hungry. And he says, you feed them. Guess what happens? <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. In comes the brain. How do we feed the man? He says, why do you reason? You understand? You and I can't approach the Bible with this brain being in the front. There was a man, I had an argument with him about this whole issue of evolution and the Bible, blah, blah, blah. He was a Christian at one stage, filled with the Holy Spirit. The devil got in and disturbed his brain. But his question to me was, we started this whole argument and he said, you see, in the book of Genesis, there's the snake comes and speaks to Eve. So he says, with his brain, a snake can't speak. Therefore, guess what? This is a whole bunch of myths and 
fairy tales. Because only in fairy tales do snakes speak. Only in fairy tales are there vines that go up to the sky and giants up there and hens that lay a golden egg. That's all fairy tales. You get it? Well, I said to him, you know, you think a snake speaking like a man is bad. I've seen humans writhe on the floor like a snake. <laughs> it gets worse than that. Hallelujah. Amen. But what am I saying? He approached it with this. How can God speak through a donkey? And because he has written off the Bible because of that, what has he done to himself? Cut himself off from a whole world of life. Amen. Are you hearing me? Because he wouldn't compare spiritual with spiritual. One day when we get to heaven, we'll understand exactly what the serpent looked like and how it spoke. You understand? We'll understand it all clearly with this brain of ours. Amen? We'll understand how the water was turned into wine, how he walked on the water, how the oceans parted. We'll all understand that. There might be scientific understanding, explanation for it, science that we don't even know, but we will understand it one day. Amen? But because I don't understand it now, oh, it can't be true. You get it? Can you see the mistake? Oh, because I can't understand it now. Can't be true. Can't be true. Can you see that? That's a big mistake. How must we approach the things of God? Receive them. Doesn't mean we have to receive everything that comes our way. Oh no, with our spirit man we receive them. We judge them. We discern what is God. You understand? And we take what we can. What is the story about the snake? It's not whether a snake could speak like a human. That's not what it's about, is it? It's about the devil interfering with humans' lives. What he didn't realize is that that same snake was talking to him. And that same snake was speaking through him. So we had him, a human, speaking like a snake, wondering how a snake can speak like a human. <laughs> Foolishness to him. And he becomes a fool. We become fools. You understand? Please, we've got to grasp this. On our family chat, I wouldn't recommend having a family chat. Not such a good thing. Because a whole lot of rubbish gets posted there that it unravels a whole lot of issues in families' lives and things you don't want to know about. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw a little cat Amongst the pigeons, you see. Has anybody done that? Timothy, you never did a thing like that. You <laughs> never would think of doing a thing like that. But I came across this wonderful YouTube clip of a pastor with a diagram behind him, very powerfully explaining how the Bible translates the Bible, basically. Tim gave it to us. But there it is, this wonderful discussion of how the Bible is infallible because there's so much evidence that supports it. And if a human being had come up with that, it would be absolute genius. It's a beautiful little discussion on the Bible, affirmation on the power of the Bible. The thing I love about the Bible is how it all ties up. Over all these centuries, all these writers, it all just ties up. It's miraculous. It can only be God. Anyway, I posted on the family chat just to see what will happen. I hate to say it, but... The phrase comes to my mind, pearls before swine. <laughs> the one comment was, oh, very pretty graph. No names mentioned. The other comment was, very nice. Very nice. What am I saying? you understand? What was the problem? They wanted to find 
proof that this can't be true. You understand? They approached it with what? This mind that wanted to prove it wrong. Let me tell you, you approach the Bible with that mindset, you know what it will do to you? It will club you over the head. Can't be true. Can't be true. Absolute rubbish. You understand? And what happens? What happens? We lose out on eternal life. Amen? We lose out on eternal life. Do I understand everything written in the Word? I do not. Amen? But one thing I've learned, one thing this brain has grasped when I come across something that I don't understand. Are you with me? I don't say to myself, oh, God's got it confused. The man upstairs had a bad day when he wrote this. Are you hearing me? That's the last thing I will ever say. What will I say? Oh God, this is beyond me now. But thank you for wisdom and taking me to the place where one day I will understand it. Amen? Can I tell you there are things in that Bible that you and I are not able to understand. Not because they're wrong, but because our minds are too limited at this stage. You get it? And some things God won't tell us because if we knew them, we're not able to handle it. Amen? We can't handle it. You have to be big to handle some of the things of God. Did you know that? You have to be stretched a bit. Stretched a bit. A lot of things I can see there, but I don't understand them. But I know one thing, if I follow God one day, one day when we're there, we'll see everything. We will know him as we are known. But that doesn't mean on the route there, I don't discard it and say, well, it can't be true, and then start to limit God. Start to limit God. Amen. Receive things with the rock of my brain and not the water of my spirit. Receive them with the water of your spirit. It creates this energy inside of us that leads us closer and closer to him. And one day, what will happen? That energy will be so great, that rock will be smashed. Amen. But what am I saying? Let's receive the word of God. The Bible says in Hebrews, I'll finish with this. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. There are people, they receive the word but it profited them nothing. Right? Describes how people receive the precious word of God and it profits them nothing. Why? Because they did not combine. They did not mix it with faith. Amen? They did not mix it with faith. Can you see that? If you don't mix it with faith, it won't help you. Amen? Don't mix it with faith. In other words, we hear the word, I don't understand that, but I receive it anyway. Amen? I take it on by faith. It's beyond me, but I receive it. There was a time when I just couldn't accept that God would forgive me for my sin. Did you know that? And I'd sin one day and I think, well, you can't. You've forgiven me in the past, I understand, but you can't keep on doing this. Impossible. You can't. You see, my logical mind said, I had to pay for it. I couldn't just get it for free. It wasn't available for free. That was my logical brain, trained in the world system, buy and sell. I couldn't receive it. Until eventually I grew to the place where I realized, listen, Graham, you can't understand it, but you just have to embrace it. Amen. I'm forgiven. Hallelujah, I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven. Isn't that wonderful? Receive it by faith. 
And only when I started to receive it by faith was God able to give me the power to overcome. Can you see that? That's how it works. I received it with my spirit. In other words, that water that came my way, I let it crash onto my spirit, man. That crashing onto my spirit, man. Water being received by water absorbed the power of it, the spirit of it, the forgiveness in it. Amen. Because I could receive the forgiveness in it, I could be forgiven in my heart. Does that make sense? Until then, my brain was saying, no, can't be, can't be, can't be. That wave was hitting a rock. And although I was forgiven, I couldn't receive it. It couldn't produce. The spirit of the word could not affect my spirit, man. Couldn't change me. Amen? The lot of so many people try and share the word of God. Oh, it's a myth, it's a fairy tale, it's a lot of trash. It can't help them. It's tragic, tragic. People out there... So many people, we try to share the word of God with them, but something happens and their brain says, no, it cannot be. They scoff and they scorn and they run away and whatever. But what's happened? They've lost out on the energy, the power of life. Amen. And that's what God is all about. Life. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Help us receive it with spirits, Lord, that are receptive to hear your voice. We thank you, Father God, that you haven't created us just to understand things with our minds only. Because with our minds, we can't absorb the heart. We can't receive the life-changing spirit contained in your word. We can know about your love, but we can't receive it. We can know all about your forgiveness, but we can't receive it. We can know all about faith, but we can't receive it. We can know all about the supernatural world, the spiritual world, the spiritual gifts, the spiritual fruit. We just can't receive it. Help us, Lord, to tear down the strongholds of our brains and get our brains to serve us, not to work against us, Lord. May we have soft hearts that just receive your word. May we receive with meekness, as your Bible says. May we receive with meekness the implanted word that is able to save us, to save us all. We thank you for that. In Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen.